Shema. Shema is a Hebrew word. And it means to, to hear. It means to hear with your ear. Shema, a, a very important Hebrew word. There is a saying that we use commonly, I, I guess especially in today. We say this, we say seeing is believing. But I want to tell you, I don't believe a lot of things I see right now. I, I don't believe a lot of the things I see in media. I don't believe a lot of the things I see on the news. I don't believe about but. But, but, but that is a saying that we say seeing is believing. I mean, you can look at a photograph. You don't know whether it's been photoshopped. I mean, I, I just look amazing after Sunday services and the photos Claudette takes. I don't know what she does. But I mean, just, you know, push a button and you get some. So, so, so a lot of people live their lives trying to see things. I want to see God. God, if you're there, let me see you. But I want you to understand, if you don't get anything else that I say today, that in Hebrew thinking, Shema, to hear is more important than to see. To hear is more important in Hebrew thinking than to see. Hearing is more important than seeing. The Apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, he said, Faith comes... From not from seeing, but from hearing. Faith comes. People think, well, if I just see God. No, no, no. Faith comes by hearing Him. Jesus in the Gospels used the term over and over again. He said, let him who has ears. Any people with ears here today? I'm just saying that because in the first service they said, oh, Pastor, we do need to tell you. After, after the, your, your message that Frank didn't have his hearing aids. Uh, and so he didn't hear. And I just checked with my father and he didn't hear anything either. He didn't have his hearing aids in on my message. I'll be having a word to him when I get home. But hearing is more important than seeing in, in Hebrew thinking. I'm not saying seeing is not important. I just want you to know hearing is more Important. Let him who has ears, let him hear, Jesus said. Multiple times in the book of Revelation it says, Whoever has ears, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. The Bible goes to great lengths, of course, then to describe the voice of God. Because if we're to hear it, we need to know what the voice of God is. And so the Bible, like I said, goes to great lengths to describe that voice. So we know what we are listening for. So we know what we can give our ear too. So we know in Genesis, we read that God's voice holds the power of creation. We know in First uh, Kings chapter 19, verse 12, that uh, God's voice is described as a whisper. In the ESV, it says a low whisper. In another version, it says a still, small voice. And we know when God whispers, it's reminding us that He's close. Yeah, right. He's close. He's close to you. He hears you. At the same time, Psalm 29 explains that the voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The voice of the Lord strips trees bare. The voice of the Lord is powerful. 
And so Romans 10 verse 17, faith comes from hearing. And then it goes on to say, and hearing through the word of Christ. So what did Jesus say? Jesus was asked in Mark 12 verse 28, which commandment is the most important of all? And Jesus answered the first and most important commandment. This is the most important thing. They asked him, what is the most important thing? And Jesus said this, hear. Hear, Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. And so when we think about this, this saying has two, two parts. The first part is we need to hear who God is. We need to hear who God is. Hear, O Israel. Shema. Hear, O Israel. The Lord thy God is one Lord. That, that, that's, that's, we need to hear who God is. And the second part is once we have heard who God is, we come to our response. Our response, that's the second part of it. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. We are to give him all of us. Not 50%, not, 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 not 75%. We are to give God all of our life. And I want you to understand that when Jesus said that, he was not inventing this up. When someone asked him, what's the most important thing? He didn't say, uh, let me think about it. Um, yeah, I think this is the most important thing. You've got to understand that Jesus, he was able to answer immediately. This was not something new, not something that cre he created. He was speaking from the Torah, the first five books of the Bible. He was talking from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. And he was repeating, hear, Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. See, what Jesus was quoting right there is, is one of the most sacred prayers in all of Judaism. The most important prayer. No Hebrew boy or Hebrew girl would grow up without knowing and understanding the Shema. Knowing without understanding, having, having these words as a part of their everyday life. You've got to understand, for the Jewish person who's a, who's a committed, if you like, Jew, early morning and every evening, the Shema are the, is the first and last words on their lips. In the morning as they wake up, Shema Ya Israel, Adonai, Elohinu Adonai Ihad. Hear, O Israel. These are the first words as they wake up. Why? That they would turn their day and their attention, the first thing, upon God. What do you do? How do you wake up? And before they laid their head on the pillow again, no matter what's happened during the day and what's gone on during the day, I just want to remember that you are God and you are still on the throne. Shema, let me hear you. How do you close out your day? Yeah. So why in Hebrew thinking is hearing more important than seeing? Because miracles, if you see a miracle, a miracle is pretty amazing. I mean, if you see God move something 
and, or, or healed something, that's pretty amazing. So why, why is hearing more important than seeing? I mean, you think about it. I mean, the Red Sea opened up. That's pretty amazing. And they walked through it. The Bible's full of signs and wonders. You, you can see miracles, and that's great. And it's a, 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 amazing to see miracles and signs. I mean, we, we think about Pentecost and what happened uh, there. They saw these incredible things take, take place. But see, as amazing as those things are, they in and of themselves don't really help you. Why? Because they do not give you direction as to what you are to do. Why is he in Hebrew thinking is to hear more important than see? Because when we think about it, it's, it, 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 when you hear something, it tells you what to do and it instructs you where to go. It instructs you about what is your next, next step. And so when you think about the word Shema, within its meaning is tied up a, a, a multiplicity of words or meanings that, that help us understand it further. See, the word Shema, which is a, a sacred word, it's really, it's really the, this most sacred of prayer, is actually called the Shema. They, they use it, they call it the Shema. It's that sacred. Hear God. But Shema actually means this. Listen, in its fullest meaning, it means to hear, to listen to, and obey. To hear, listen to, and obey. And these are not things you can separate. You can't say, well, I have the hear, but I'll have the listen to it, but, but I don't know about the obey. No, no, it's one thing. You can't separate it. When you hear, when God is saying Shema, yeah. He's like, hear and obey. Yeah. Right. Hear me yeah. and do. Yeah. Hear and obey. They are not two separate things. They are one thing. They are intertwined. You cannot separate them. Yeah. Strong's Concordance puts it like this. To hear intelligently. Because some of us, we need to do that. Come on, somebody. Yeah. So what do you say, God? Well, it's, yeah. To hear intelligently, to listen attentively, to give attention. Listen, that you might obey what is said. Shema means hear, but it also means at the same time, obey. The rabbi Jonathan Sachs once wrote that listening for God's voice is important because the voice that brought the universe into being created us in love and guides us through our lives. His voice is to guide us through our lives that's why we need to hear so as amazing as the creation is amazing as miracles are they do not give us direction for our life we need to know what to do hearing is more important than seeing because some people go I, I need to see god if god I, I see god no no you need to listen to god oh i need to see him do so i believe it if i i believe it if i see it no, 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 you need to listen. You need to hear, and then you need to obey, because as you listen and as you hear and obey, you will see God do something power, powerful in your life. But if you're waiting, come on, to see something before you do something, it's in the listening that God will shift and shape your life. 
when our kids were younger, and I won't talk about when they're older because it sometimes happens when they're older, but they're not here anyway, so I can talk. <laughs> and Anita and I would say to them, hey, listen, your room is slowly deteriorating. I know parents will be here. I know exactly. Amen. Hallelujah. They have a, a floor closet where everything's on the, on the floor. And then, of course, I've got to admit, sometimes I have a floor closet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, uh, <no. laughs> you know, she'll say, whose undies are these? And I'm like, well, if they're not mine, I want to know who's they Oh, who's it? You know, you better tell me who's they are. Obviously, they're mine. But my kids are spread the stuff all over the, uh, over the place, and you tell them, when I come home, I want it to be cleaned up. Do you hear me? And they'll say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I come home, I, I, I see the mess is still there. Nothing's changed. Nothing's moved. And so I'll pull them aside and say, did you not hear what I said? Why? Because to hear is to obey. It's interconnected. And so, so if you have not done it, you might have heard it, but you didn't obey because it's tied Together, you hear that you might obey. And Shema, when God says, tidy up your life, maybe he wants you, come on somebody, he wants you to hear and obey. Anita, when she's cooking dinner, she'll suddenly say, come on. She'll cook for a couple of hours some beautiful curry. It won't matter whether guests are there or whatever. She'll do this. But um, she'll say, okay, dinner's ready. Come. And of course, everyone's still playing and doing whatever or talking or whatever. And it will gra gradually intensify, right? So the jacket goes up. Okay. Hey, I have called you for dinner. I have been working very hard. You fellows have been doing nothing, wasting time. Get to dinner. And I, I, I tell you what, by the third time, third, one for the Father, one for the Son, and one for the Holy. By the, by the third time, man, we, 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 we are there, man. We move. <laughs> because to hear is to obey. So the idea of the word Shema is for the people of Israel, she should not just hear God's word, but they should obey God's word as well. They should do what he says. Listen, to, to hear, we need to hear who God is, and then we need to do what God wants us to do. They are not two separate things. They are one and the same. And this flows all through the scriptures, all through the Bible. Think about the parables Jesus told, the parable of the sower. Jesus tells the parable of the soul, one who scattered the seed and the seed fell on the shallow ground and this, uh, you know, the thorny ground and some seed fell into the soil. Look at the explanation. What does Jesus say? He said, the person, the person, whichever one you use, whichever person, example. He said, this person, the one who fell among the rocky ground is like the one who hears, not sees, he hears but the worries and cares of this world take him, take him away. He hears, but he does not do. The one who's found in good soil, he hears and receives it. All through the Bible, this is, 
this is there. So, so, so many scriptures here. So I'm not giving the verse because they've repeated more than once. But other, other scriptures says, hear and observe to do. Another scripture says, hear and fear, not fear of man, fear of God. Need a bit more of that in today's world. Can I hear a good amen? Hear and fear and do no more. It's not just telling you what you are to do. It's telling you what not to do. Uh, that's the time. I mean, I don't need to show hands, but I'm sure we've all had times. Uh, probably not you guys, but in the other services, because they're way worse than you fellas. <laughs> Cream of the crop right here. Come on. But you ever had that where God's speaking to you saying, don't do something? Don't do that. Don't go there. Don't look at that. Don't proceed there. Don't say that. But you said it anyway. And then as soon as you said it, you like, why did I say that? And then you're spending three weeks apologizing and, and all that because it's like, I just should have. Because again, he doesn't condemn us. He convicts us. So you need to listen to that. You need to hear what he's saying. Yeah, that's good. Don't do it. And then you do it. Saying, hear my voice. Hear, hear my voice. Hear it and do it. What I'm commanding you, hear and learn. Another scripture says, hear my voice with clarity. Uh, and, and again, back to Acts chapter 2 in Pentecost, the crowd gathers. They see the signs and wonders, and it tells us they were cut to the heart. They were moved. And then they asked Peter, what shall we do? See, you've got to understand. It's not just seeing the miracles that God has. You need to know what shall we do? What do we do? that which we've seen what do you what's your instructions what's your what do you want us to do they need to hear so they could do and then of course peter said to them repent to be baptized there might be some here today you haven't been baptized you should be baptized this is what he told them to do so you want instruction here's some instruction Repent and be baptized every one of you not just some of you not just if you feel like it just like oh when i get around to it no no Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. There's a class going on right now up in the thing for a whole lot of people. But you should be in the next class if you haven't been baptized. Get baptized. Well, I don't know. No, no. Listen, if Jesus was baptized, you should get baptized. Come on, somebody. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So I know as I do that, there's a gift coming. Acts 2 verse 39, for the promise is for you. This promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off. What does that mean? Well, you can't get any further than where we are. And this is for everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. Anybody here who's called? Come on. About to, some of you are not too sure. It's like, you're called. He's called you. You did not choose him. He chose you goes on to say in Acts chapter 2, verse 41, So those who received the word, they listened and they received his word, were baptized. And they were added to that day to the church, 3,000 people. That's church growth on steroids. But how did that happen? Because they heard the instruction and obeyed what they heard. See, Shema, hearing becomes doing. It's all intertwined. Hearing always becomes doing, or it should always be just one and the, one and the same. Romans 10, verse 14. How then will they call on him on whom they have not believed? And how 
are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? That's why preaching's important. I, I love signs. I love wonders. But I, again, if you just focus that, if you make that the attention of your life, you've got to understand that will not save you. It's understanding what the cross is. It's understanding what the blood of Jesus has done. It's understanding that we've got to turn from our sin and turn towards God. That's what, that's what will save us. Seeing a miracle will not save you. Yeah. It might inspire you. It might get you fired up. But, it, but I want to tell you, it will not save you. Only the cross can save you. Only Christ can save you. And so if you're here today and you've never given your life to Christ, can I implore you to give your life to Him? Let Christ change you. Let Him shift your heart. Let Him turn you from your wicked way. That you might be found in Him. Not having a righteousness of your own, but a righteousness that comes from God. So he goes on to say, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. And of course, James, one of our famous bunch of verses that we read out. That you would you, you no doubt if you're familiar with the Bible, you'll be familiar with this verse. But it says, but he... But be doers of the word and not hearers only. Be a doer, not just a hearer. Otherwise, you're deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he looks like. But the one who looks to the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts. I'll say that again. Being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts. He will be blessed. I don't know about you. I want to be blessed. How do we get blessed? We, We hear and we do. This is why it is more important to hear than to see in Hebrew thinking. Because when I hear, I know what to do. And Jesus said in John 10, verse 27, My sheep hear my voice. They hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Why? Why do they follow me? Because they hear His voice. They know what to do. I remember when I became a Christian, on the night I became a Christian, I down a company Christian center down the other end of town. Gave my life to Christ a long time ago. But I still remember walking home after that night feeling washed, cleansed, and a hundred tons lighter. It's just, the, the, and I remember looking up at the night sky. I, I lived in a little shed, garden shed, actually. I lived in my, a little garden shed. You'll have to ask my parents why. I'm still traumatized. No, no. I lived in this garden shed. But I remember... Having received Christ, I remember, I was like, man, that was amazing. I, don't, I, this like, I, I didn't understand anything about Christianity. But I remember pulling up my smokes, rolling me up a nice ciggy. It's like, because I've just had a great night. Yeah. So I took it, rolled it up, let it... And then I felt... I wouldn't say felt, I, 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 I heard. God say, you ought to stop smoking. No one had told me. No one had said anything. 
So I just felt God say, you got to stop smoking. No one else was there, but it was enough to give me a heck of a fright. <laughs> and that day I took my, my cigarettes, which were very expensive, and threw them away. And that was the end of my smoking. I wish it was that easy for everyone. But that instruction was clear, and I knew exactly what to do. Now, again, I'm not saying God speaks like that all the time. He speaks primarily through His Word. His Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. If we want to know what is the Word and the voice of the Lord, look at, read the Scripture. It tells us what to do. So when you read His Word, you hear, you know what to do. And here's what Hebrews 3, verse 15, it says, Today, today, if you hear His voice, do not harden your hearts. What's he speaking to you? What needs to change in your life? What things is he speaking to you? Maybe about a relationship that needs to stop. Maybe about a situation that you need to not break free from. Maybe about something that if you just do that, if you just, you need to forgive this person. But they did this. No, no, no. I'm telling you, hear my voice. You need to forgive as I have forgiven you. That's for somebody here today. You need to just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Stop it. Allow His voice to speak. Don't harden your heart. Don't fight with God. I want to tell you, you won't win. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just telling you. I'm giving you the heads up. You're not going to win. Go with Him. When He speaks to you, go with him. Don't harden your heart. Maybe today you've never given your life to Christ. You've never said yes to Jesus. Well, don't harden your heart. Yeah. Say today, God, I, 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 I just, even as this preacher's been speaking, I, I just know I need to get right with God. Yeah. Well, then say, Christ, come. I give my life to you. Lord, let me serve you all the days of my life. I've done trying to do it my own way. Yeah. Don't harden your heart and go, well, we'll see, I'll try. No, no, no. We need Christ in our lives. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ. Give your life to Him. Let His cross cleanse. Let the blood wash. Don't harden your heart. Would you stand? Lord, help us to hear your voice. Help us to hear your voice in the midst of all the noise that's out there. Help us to hear your voice in the midst of all the, the media and the social media and all the stuff that's trying to make us see things. We want to hear you. In a world that wants to see everything, we want to hear you. We want to hear your instruction. We want to hear your word. We want to hear what we are to do. We want to hear what you don't want us to do. So we invite you, even in these moments, to speak to things on our heart, into our heart, things that are on your heart for our life, things that maybe we should have done that, but we didn't. Things that were coming even full circle around saying, God, God, I feel God saying to some of you now, I was like, I'm just coming right back around to that. I told you to 
do that. You didn't do it. I'm just bringing it right back around. You want to go around the mountain one more time? You want to just do what? To hear Shema is to obey. Because God, I don't want to give you 75% of my heart or 75% of my strength. I want to give you all my heart, all my soul, all my mind, and all my strength. My life is yours, God. Today, I recommit it to you afresh. I hear you. That I might listen to you. And that I might obey you. Do your work, Holy Ghost. Deep in our heart. Some of you right now, you know there are things you need to do. Things you need to change. Things you need to sort out. You've been messing around for too long. Sort it out. Stop fluffing around when God's saying, do this. You know what you got to do. I don't know who that's for, but I feel, I didn't say that in the last service, but I feel strongly in here God's speaking to someone. And it's very clear. It's not abstract. It's very clear. You know what you do. You just know you've got to do it. It might be, I really sense it in the whole area of forgiveness. You've been, just let go of that thing. Stop it. Forgive because he's forgiven you. If you need prayer for anything, there's going to be a prayer station over here and there will be people who will pray for you. But let me finish with these ancient words that are not a hit song. These words are thousands of years old. And it says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you shalom, peace. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.